0: All right, look, we're back with an all-new show, Damage and Blue. Listen, um, before we even wake it up, as they say on Beagle, Oof. I'm sorry that I missed both of you at Cardi's party this past week.
1: No, you ain't. Yeah, I'm... No, you're not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're Jason so Breeze, <laughs> the way Jason Breeze by me at that party... <laughs> He was
0: skipping. No, he was having a. Good time. No, I was not skipping. I actually was. I had pre-gamed at my house, and then when I got there, I went straight to the bar, and I didn't see a lot of people. Plus, I intentionally wore sunglasses because I'm I'm feuding with the party with the party planner because she also did my party too, and I didn't want to see her. You know how like when you go out to a party and when you lock eyes with somebody, you instantly have to have a conversation. Yeah, I was like mm-hmm. with these glasses with the tinted lenses. I I ain't going to see nobody, and if I see them, they ain't going to know that I saw them. So, I didn't see you guys, but I was definitely wondering where the hell y'all were at. I know. We was in there in full effect. We did it all. (laughs) VIP. Like, we did it all.
1: I will will say that Monice, um, she and I were connected at the hip for, like, a lot of the party. I love her. Monice is a real one. Her twerk game is impeccable. Um, Megan walked by, and I literally felt... I've never felt gayer than watching Megan The Stallion walk past me. Um, She's a specimen in person, so... Yeah, the party was good. It was really, really good.
0: Those two people I ran into at the party too. I already covered this on gagging, but since you brought it up, we might as well do it for the people watching this show, just so you get into two things. So let me show you. I ran into Monique. She put a twerk game on me, but it's not Oof. the twerk that actually got the internet talking. It was actually my hip action because oh. you know, you know, I know I'm, I know I'm gay and Y'all don't want to picture this, but you know, I will be doing my thing. That's so how I keep them coming back. Take a look at this video that everybody keeps talking about on social media. All right, so this is me just running into my knees, but I guess it was the waist grab that has everybody talking. You just watch it again, okay? And men, y'all not grabbing your ladies like this? Cause they going crazy for a gay man all over Instagram. But it was the comments. Listen, it was the comments for me of everybody now saying that I want to get deep up in some ovaries. I am still gay. I'm going to be gay. I'm happy being gay. One dance, one dance for five or 10 seconds does not make a whole gay man want to be straight.
2: That's all it takes, sure? five seconds. <laughs> and that sweet thing
0: <laughs> to change your life no. been there done that. I can, say, I can say the same to you it's uh, I've oh. had a couple life changing experiences myself but no that is that one that is going to turn back the time the times of uh, the hands of time
1: Jason <laughs> you're, you're, you see, your instincts kicked in Jason as a woman if somebody grabs me like that it's supposed to mean something
0: Mm-mm. It means you just mm-hmm. caught that rhythm and you hit that afro beat. All right, look, um, you talked about Megan the Stallion. Look, it was so crazy. She was also, like you said, at the party. And I wasn't thinking that she was gonna be there. We talked about this on my other show, Gagging with Jason Lee. You gotta catch that every Tuesday night on YouTube. But look, uh, ran into Megan, and you know, we've talked a lot about Megan here on the show. And I actually I hadn't thought about this until after Gagging. We talked about the Tory Lane shooting, we talked about her lackluster uh album sales, we talked about her not deserving all of the Grammys. I mean, this has been on and on and on. And one thing that I will say is that when I saw her and we were face to face, um, although it be it awkward and all um, I hadn't thought about everything that's been said, but I will say doubling down on the apology I gave her the other night was I could report on what I feel and what I believe, but I don't have to be nasty and I could deliver with more cappuccino. And for that, I told her to her face and I will tell her again in front of this audience that I was sorry. And, You know, I think part of what I'm really trying to process is how I use my platform and how sometimes when I get in my bag and I could go a little too far, you know, choosing not to in some cases. Now, I'm not perfect. And I have said what I said. And those of you who have missed it, let me just show you right now. Take a look. The funniest part of running into Megan the Stallion was looking past her and seeing Cardi's very nervous face watching (laughs) us talk because Cardi loves Meg, and Cardi loves me, and I love Cardi, and I do love Meg, okay? But old Jason, the one with all the messy tea, he was very mean to Meg because Meg let him down. Now, let me recap for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about. I met Megan Thee Stallion at the VMAs, and when I met her, she was very nervous because she didn't know whether I liked her or not because she had just done the song with Nicki Minaj and she knew my relationship with Cardi. But I assured her right then and there that I am a fan of hers. I support her. I think she's beautiful. I think she's talented. And she um and 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 then and then I put her on the phone with Cardi and they talked, and then later on they met up and then they did WAP and you know, history is whatever um but then i thought because we were texting that she was going to be supportive and come on my show and when she dropped her album she did not come on my show and what i did was i took it personal and i lost objectivity with megan and i said a lot of nasty things about megan and although my criticisms of megan and how she's moved at times still stands how i delivered it was probably a lot more personal than it needed to be, and oftentimes mean-spirited. Now, I've only apologized twice. I've apologized to Ariana Grande, and we ain't gonna talk about that. We're gonna just keep on going. And I apologize to Winnie Harlow for the Roland Ray Burnmark skin associated comments because it was offensive. And I and I like Winnie and I, I have a relationship with Winnie. But now I have to I have to own my shit with Meg. I do want to say I had a very long conversation with her last night, and she was extremely nice and so She was nicer to me than I would have been to me had I been her. Sorry. Megan was very nice to me last night, very understanding. She was very um, sorry, everybody's calling me. She was very understanding that, um, what had happened was what it was. And we both talked about how we could move past it, move forward, come out of what happened. What I learned was I can always talk my shit. I can be critical of her not coming on Hollywood Unlocked and doing Marie Claire. I can be critical of Black celebrities not supporting Black media. And I could be, um, annoyed yet still objective and fair, and be very clear about um, how I feel without being mean. And with Meg, I think that I was mean and unfair. And some of the stuff I said was unnecessary. So my third and hopefully last apology is gonna go to Megan the Stallion. And I just have to say to you, Megan, I really do appreciate how you handled the situation last night and neither one of us planned to run into each other i didn't know you were coming in fact i thought you weren't coming but it was good that it happened organically and i know that we're going to talk and i do want to say that i hope the door is back open and um and that we can uh, reestablish a connection because i do want to support you and i do believe that you are doing an amazing job and the fact that you are um continuing to elevate is because you're blessed and you're doing the work and you deserve to be credited for that. So that's me to Megan Thee Stallion and all her fans saying, I'm sorry
1: oh i love that i love that
0: it it was long but look i had to i had to play it here because this is the show where a lot of the damage has been done i want to make sure that the audience gets it i want to make sure that people understand that it was a genuine apology it wasn't just for a live show where it wasn't planned i actually planned to have that conversation and i I will say she gave me a lot more grace and she was very very and she said you know i'm a good person you know that uh i'm not a mean-spirited girl and all this and that and and I, and I had to humble myself and say to her, like, you really just disappointed me. That was me acting out a disappointment. But nonetheless, I'm glad that we were able to piece it up and have a good conversation. I know that we're going to be talking. So I look forward to that. That's what's up. It is
2: so
1: important to be able to take an L. You guys know I always talk about this. There's something about being able to course correct after you've made a mistake and not double down. And I think the thing about Megan that has always spoken to me is that she shows a lot more grace than she receives. And I'm happy that you guys had that moment where you could realize that her heart was in the right place and and you were hurt. We do crazy things when we're hurt, but you can always course correct it. So I hope your fans, Jason, who always have your back are also having your back watching how you course correct.
0: Well, a couple of things. I don't look at it as an L and a loss. I look at it as, an L as a lesson. I think the lesson mm-hmm. in it was just, you know, I'm going to continue to be overly opinionated. I'm still going to keep the edge. And there are times where I got to be remembering who I am and what I say and that Although I want to put an extra punch or pack an extra punch in my delivery, it, does, it isn't always necessary every single time. The other thing is making sure to keep objectivity. So the lesson of it is that, you know, while people appreciate the unfiltered Jason, they also want to know that I do have a heart under this exterior. The other thing I will say is that, um, you know, it doesn't take anything to uh, address your own evolution. You know, I'm growing and evolving. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not saying I will never revert back to what i've done in the past you know it's just this this evolution is an ongoing experience it's not something where you just flip a switch and all of a sudden you're a different person at least not for me um i will say that uh what i did learn in speaking to megan was uh you know sometimes when we don't have an open line to a person numbers get changed people stop working for certain people you're not connected the only method of communication is through this camera you know and people see and hear whatever they see in here but Ultimately, I think that uh, we were both two adults who had a very adult conversation, even in the midst of sipping on some liquor. uh, And I thought it was great, but it was funny watching Cardi watch us talk because I know she was just like, Lord, please don't (laughs) let this turn out to be Jerry Springer right here on the stage in front of all these people twerking to the little wind me down songs, okay? (laughs) It's a lot. So so Blue, I know that, that you've been dealing with some personal stuff that you wanted to address here. I know that we've been talking about You and your doctor and you thought your doctor was racist. And so I got a note that you wanted to have a conversation about some updates.
1: Yeah, I just want to give a quick update. Uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks back that I just had a really weird feeling that my doctor was racist. And you guys were, you know, you were level. You said doctors have to be preventative and maybe she wasn't racist and she was just erring on the side of caution. Well, my doctor is a pregnant white woman. And she knows that I want to get pregnant next year. And she recommended me to a specialist in Beverly Hills that charges like $300 for a half an hour consultation. So she was very aware that I want to be a mom. I went to a second doctor today because I was just feeling funny about the meds that she gave me. Something about it just didn't feel right in my spirit. And today I, I got a confirmation from a second doctor, an Asian man, who said these pills that she gave you will guarantee miscarriage. So... Yeah. I think it's pretty safe to say my doctor's racist. The pills she gave me were unnecessary. And if I had gotten pregnant during the summer or anytime, my baby would have been guaranteed to be a stillborn or to be a miscarriage. So to all the black women out there who go to the doctor and you just feel like something's off, even if it doesn't seem logical to everybody else, please listen to your gut. I'm about to go on a detox to flush this poison out of my system. She gave me 90 baby killing pills. And so- I felt like I needed to circle back and tell the audience to please be their own advocates because everybody from Serena Williams has talked about how no matter how much money you make, mind you, this is a bougie ass doctor in Beverly Hills. If you are a black person, particularly a black woman, we have to be our own advocates. So I just wanted to share that message with the audience.
0: What was the name of the medication? Yes.
1: Um, I think it's called Lisinop. It's right here. It's called Lisinopril and um, it gives you miscarriages, birth defects. Um, and it's completely unnecessary. There's about 30 other pills that don't do that, that she could have given me. And she, while pregnant herself, still chose to give me this. And what's crazy is, Jason, I went back for a checkup and all my numbers were better. She's like, oh, the pills are working. And I said, doctor, I have to confess. I've just been working out and eating right and sleeping. I haven't been taking the pills. And she got mad at me and said, don't you dare come back here without taking them.
0: That's so the she doubled part. down
1: so, on trying to get so me to take these were, pills.
0: What were the pills... Um... Why 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 was the prescription written? I mean, what were the pills for?
1: They were supposed to raise my potassium and lower my blood pressure. I could just eat a banana. I don't have to kill my unborn child, but yeah.
2: You know what's scary, though? I think it's the part that Blue told me about this earlier, where she went to get the pills. She couldn't even really get more. It was almost like, uh, I wouldn't say sold out, but in a way, we're sold, sold out. out. As in, there's multiple, multiple doctors prescribing this pill Clearly, to a lot of people, where she couldn't even almost get a refill on these toxic pills. That's the scariest part about it to me. Where it's not like, oh, it's just some one-off situation. They're giving these pills out nonstop. It's it's really heartbreaking, man. Because you hear these stories about what black women go through um, at the doctor's office, and you you can already see signs of it before you know Blue is even pregnant with a child. The things that could happen to your body before you even you know, having that child. So it's just, overall, it's just really heartbreaking when I heard this story.
1: And the doctor said to me, he said, Blue, if you had gotten pregnant and had a miscarriage, you could have sued us because it would have been 100% our fault. Hmm.
0: So let me ask you a question. So now that you have this information, now what are you going to do with Ooh. it?
1: Um, I, I, <laughs> I want to cuss her out, but ironically, she's on maternity leave because she's allowed to have a baby. Um, so I'm going to call the doctor's office and file a complaint formally and see how far I can take this. Um, She knew I wanted to have a child, so it was just negligence on her part. But I'm going to stick with my new non-white female doctor. Um, I kind of want a black doctor, to be perfectly honest, but I'm just going to keep on being holistic. Because the funny thing is, I haven't been taking the pills, but all my blood work is beautiful because I've just been living a a stress-free, really healthy life. I'm going to keep doing that. But Mm, fuck that lady. Excuse my French. And and, and, and what I would say-
2: I would never tell people not to go to the doctors and not to trust the doctor's office, but when you you get prescribed these pills, do your own research to some degree. See what the side effects are or ask what are the side effects, because clearly it could be something life changing, like the, the pills they gave Blue, where it could really change the course of your life. So just really ask a lot of questions. That's it.
0: Well, listen, I'll also say, not even just waiting for the medication, I think it's important when you're under any physician's care that, one, you have a very trusting relationship with that doctor because you have to be able to trust that they're giving you the best advice. The second thing is also making sure that you're fully aware and integrated into your treatment plan and process because one, whether it's me getting my micronutrient tests and IV therapy with vitamins, whether it's a uh, I just got a whole physical where they did a whole uh, 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 ultrasound of my heart. I am so involved in my processes that I ask a lot of questions and I challenge my doctor. Even before catching COVID, I was very vocal with my doctor about my thoughts in, around um, taking the vaccine. And she's the one that said, don't do it. And then I I wasn't vaccinated when I caught COVID and I had done all the work with her leading up to COVID. Uh, And so I was able to beat it after a week and and I've been fine after. So, again, I mean, I'm sorry that that happened to you. And I think it's just an opportunity for all women who are watching to make sure that you're double, triple, quadruple checking the doctor's orders, the the prescriptions and all the treatment and things that you're putting in your body. You know what I mean? Um, So this has been one of those moments. I'm glad that you shared that. Um, speaking of a woman's body, another woman's body who is in pain after her boyfriend allegedly beat her was Tyga's uh, girlfriend. Tyga was just arrested for domestic violence following some situation that went down with his girlfriend, and he's turned himself in. Now, voluntarily so, he turned himself in after his ex-girlfriend, Cameron Swanson accused him of hitting her now she went to social media following a report by tmz because they had tried to characterize their interaction one way and she felt it was important to tell her own story when she did go uh on her social media this is actually what people sent to me these are some of the photos of her face where you can see that she was beat by somebody and she tagged tmz and she says i've been emotionally mentally and physically abused and i'm not hiding it anymore and then she also posted this video for people to see on her instagram story and this is a video of her showing her bruised eye now listen for a man or anybody to hit to, for you to get that you had to really be slugged out um now the crazy part is i just ran into tyga in paris during fashion week at this restaurant called caesar's he was at his table with amber rose's ex-baby daddy or her baby daddy, ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, i.e. We were at our table with all my friends, and we didn't really speak. We just kind of waved or whatever from across the room. And then he, since then, since this story is broken, he's texted me his new number, but he won't respond to me. So I don't know what he texted me for. But either way, Swanson addressed TMZ, making sure that she was clear that despite how they were trying to characterize her, that she wasn't going for it. And she said, quote, I did not show up screaming or uninvited. When I tried to leave, he physically assaulted me and refused to let me leave for hours. Now, this isn't the first time the TMZ's gotten something wrong. Recently, I broke the story about Ray J in the hospital. They took that and tried to say their part to it. So uh, these ambulance clout-chasing news outlets are just trying to get the story broke first instead of getting all the facts. But she cleared it up from her perspective. Now, Tyga, uh, when he first heard about this or whatever... Um, The alleged domestic violence He didn't say anything uh, But cops did say that he was uh, cooperating But then shortly after that We caught Tyga on the street Turning himself in So anyway (laughs) He had his bail set at $50,000 And he's currently out Um, You know this is really crazy to see Uh, Tyga you've had a lot of issues with women whether it's the leaving your baby mama Black China for Kylie who was 16 or the trans woman that came out and said that you're with her. Now Nikita Dragon just drugged you for Phil trying to use your name for clout, allegedly from your perspective. And now a white girl, which you already know you ain't supposed to put your hands on a white girl. Any girl, but a white girl because you know they're going to turn around and imitate you. But anyway, it's just crazy that this is happening. But um, are you guys shocked?
2: I'm a little shocked. I've heard a lot of stories on this platform about Tiger. I never thought we would hear a violent one where he's where we physically see somebody with a damn black eye. I I never looked at Tiger that way, but you honestly never know anybody. Um, I'm still going to be objective and wait to hear all the details of what happened. She's saying she didn't show up unannounced. Somebody, I feel like, put out there that she did. Not making that a difference in hurting a woman, but I do want to sit back and get all the details, but I would never imagine Tiger to be punching somebody lights out like that. I, I don't think it's cool.
1: I'm disappointed, but not shocked, if that makes sense, because we've heard so many wild stories about Tiger with the Nikita Dragon thing and the trans woman thing, and we already you know the whole Kylie debacle. I feel like sometimes men in the public limelight who are embarrassed become a, potter, a powder keg, right? And sometimes they take it out on the person who's closest to them. So while I'm still holding out to have a proper investigation. I wouldn't be surprised if he took all those public embarrassments out on his girlfriend. And I think he needs help. I a part of me just feels like Tyga really needs some intensive therapy. Um, and I hope that this has scared him enough to do that because he's clearly not well. I don't think he's well. Whether he did it or not, I my gut is telling me he's not okay.
0: But these women, they see all this stuff in the press with these men. They see the relationship with the Bay mom. They see the relationship with Kylie. They see the trans stuff. They see all that, but yet they still seek these guys out. Are they seeking them out for clout and money and being able to move around the world and all the lifestyle, this, and that? Like you see who you're allegedly dealing with, right? I mean, I don't know Tiger to be an abuser, but I know him to be living a pretty toxic life. He has a song called Toxic, doesn't he? Isn't it called Toxic? But,
1: but it's, a, it's a savior complex, Jason. It happens all the time meet these men and they tell you that they're misunderstood they say my ex is crazy my baby mama it has a plot against me she could have seen all that but been sold a bag of goods by him and been told that she's different and she understands him and then bam next thing you know she's being hemmed up it happens every day
2: mm. now, and at the end of the day man your circle got to be tighter like the boys you keep around you the females you keep around you you get into this fame and this limelight and every other month we're hearing about a new girl in your circle it shouldn't be that many people around now, I would never blame this on a female because her eye, that's crazy. But at the end of the day, like, for everybody out there, whether you Tiger you an up-and-coming superstar at any right, keep your circle small. Watch who you dealing with because it's too many stories we're hearing. It's like a revolving door of issues with women around Tiger. And now that's not a coincidence.
0: Well, Tiger, look, I have to tell you, you know, this stuff that looms over you all the time is not going to go away because – you're a public figure, and there's so many unanswered questions. I know that we have a, a def, definitely a decent relationship, and I like you. And I believe that you like me, but you know, we would love to talk to you. I mean, there's so many questions that people have about so much has been said about you. You need to find a space where you feel that safe to go and sit down and have a conversation about them, so they can all just go away. I don't know if this is going to go away because now you're actually charged with a crime. Um, The woman didn't she said she didn't want to go. She didn't want to go public with this, but she had to declare her name because the press was tarnishing it. Now, the one thing I will say is a lot of you celebrities do use platforms to try to control the narrative. You know, Mm. I'll be honest with you. When a celebrity does something that goes viral and they reach out to me, I'm willing to have a conversation with you about what the narrative is, but I'm not willing to change the public perception of it without adding your component. So it has to be, I talked to Tyga. This is what Tyga said. Good example is when the Nikita Dragon situation happened, I texted him and he texted me back that she was doing it for clout and that he had just done a video for her. So we were able to say, Tyga told us this. We're not going to say it for Tiger, but we said it uh, on Tiger's behalf. Um, in this instance, it's just really sad that, you know, we're at a space and time where there's so much amazing work going on in our community to be able to work towards a more unified front. And then you have our brother over here beating on a white woman that just continues to give people fodder that clouds the conversation. Um, I don't know what his objectivity was. I don't know if he, could uh, ever do that to a black woman, and I'm not saying that it happened to her because she's a weak white one. I'm just saying that had it happened to a black China, she probably would have set it off, you know, sort of like she did in the airport. I think we're talking about that today too, right? Yeah, it's a lot going on. <laughs> but <a lot. laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things where I just felt really disappointed because I just feel at some at some point, Tyga's been given so many chances second chances at his career that his behavior is just now getting in the way of the work. Like you're supposed to be a star, right? He's been yeah. given
1: more chances than Chris Brown. He's been given more chances than baby. Like I, not that I'm defending those men, but there's a lot of people who have done half of what Tiger's done or, and they've gotten dragged something about him. We keep giving him another chance and I feel like he's squandering it. So that's why a part of me is just really disappointed and sad. And I think he needs help. Because he's gotten all the great that he could get. The,
2: the common den- denominator outside of it being Tiger is the women. It's like whatever his interaction he, that he has with these ladies, it's a toxic balance. And I don't feel like he figured out what that balance is. And it's going to lead you to getting locked up. It's We've seen it before with other celebrities. That that interaction, with however he interacts with women, I don't know what happens behind closed doors. It's not working to his favor. He needs to really figure that out. His team, that... Goes around the world making money with him. Needs to help him figure that out. Or this could be it.
0: Now, what's really interesting to me is you canceled the baby because he made a bad, bad joke that offended the gays. You want to cancel Dave Chappelle because he made a joke or he made some references to trans community in his comedy, but y'all ain't canceling Tyga for beating a woman up, a white woman up, any woman up. I'm confused. Because selective cancellation is a cancerous situation in our community. And this is why I say, like, let's just stop canceling people and have conversations, right? Right now we're having a conversation about Tyga allegedly beating on this girl. Um, Should he be held accountable if he did it? Absolutely. Should he be canceled and his whole career just destroyed? I don't think that that's fair. But then again, the question is, where do you draw the line on what is cancelable and not? Because there has to be some things That are canceled. I think maybe rape, molest, those things are, you know, clearly... R. Kelly. Yeah, like, -hmm. you should be done, right? But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, should he be canceled for this?
1: No. I I think canceling someone is... is often robs us of the opportunity to show the audience what evolution looks like. Perfect example, uh, Jason, everything that's been happening with you, as you're evolving, you're talking to the audience and bringing them on the journey with you. Charlemagne the God does the same thing. When we watch someone learn how to be better, that's more valuable than just completely dismissing them as human beings, you know what I mean? And they also have ecosystems around them sometimes that have innocent folks who are working for them that don't deserve to like lose a paycheck. So for me, if there's a possibility to rehabilitate someone and use it as a moment for the audience, I'd rather do that then cancel them unless it's r kelly and then you know you can lock him up it has to be as bad as r kelly for me to cancel somebody
0: well, but they still didn't cancel tyga for dating a 16 year old kylie jenner either i mean
1: yeah Oof, child
0: Oof, i mean is that because, chris jenner, is that because <laughs> chris jenner made it permissible to molest her child
1: it's also because Kylie, as the black community doesn't—we don't really receive Kylie as one of us. So it's almost like I think if maybe it had been a black woman, like a sixteen-year-old black girl, like an Aaliyah, that probably would have bothered us most. More in modern times, not in the '90s, because in the '90s anything went. But in 2021, had Kylie been a young blacker, I would have hoped the community would have been more outraged.
0: Honestly. So we didn't—we didn't care that he was sleeping with an underage white girl. Is what you're saying? Y'all I mean, she's didn't. not white. She's I, I wasn't. Old She's
1: Armenian, but yeah, I don't. I don't think the black community is, is gonna. Where was for Chris a Jenner?
0: Where was Chris Jenner? Chris, where were you when the tape with Kim was being made? Where were you when Kylie was dating a grown man? I just feel like the Kardashians. There's no law or rule that will hold them accountable. They can say and do anything. I mean, they just cracked Kim just cracked a joke about Nicole Brown Simpson being slaughtered by Chloe's father on national television. I saw and that. that was her mother's best friend at the time. And there's like no accountability. What y'all don't realize that I'm starting to realize, maybe y'all realize it earlier, maybe I'm late, but I'm I'm here anyway, is that there's the rules for us and then there's the rules for the Kardashians. But either way, back to Tyga. Tyga, um, I don't know what's going on in your life, and maybe you don't have any real friends around you because I'm sure your credit card is the one that pays for everything, and it's just easier to go through life that way. I'm telling you, as somebody that is not your friend but but does like you, brother, you're gonna have to just take a step out of everything going on in your life and just focus on locking things down and cleaning things up. If you're with somebody who does not like you, and all the things you have to give, whether it's dick because you do have a pretty penis or a coin or experiences if it's not enough for them let them go you and r kelly and everybody else trying to lock people down literally is causing problems let them go and to the women out there if you get with somebody that you knew was toxic because you thought that show superman kate was gonna come in and fly in and save the day you're complicit in it too i'm not saying you deserve to get beat but it's one of those situations when you do get popped upside the head that i'm gonna say what you think was gonna happen You know what I mean? So I hope that you're loving yourself a little bit and doing the work so that way you don't find yourself with a man who will beat on you. I've said on this show, I had a sister who had a man who was beating on her. And I ain't going to say the things that we did because I don't know the statutes of limitations. But what I will say is you can't (laughs) beat on somebody and think that there's not going to be consequences. And especially somebody that has five brothers, you know what I mean? Most of which have been in and out of prison. So... I hope that she gets the healing that she needs and that all parties involved can learn from this situation because this is a lot. Mm -hmm. Another learning lesson. Y'all know you guys are fast to call me a colorist around this show. If I say I like somebody light or dark, because I've learned that just by mentioning color is a trigger for our community. So I don't even mention color no more. I don't even talk about crayons because then you got to say, do you like the red (laughs) crayon or the black crayon? I don't even like crayons no more. Well, listen, A person who is under fire right now is also somebody that I know too short. He is apologizing for coming off, quote, colorist in an interview with Saweetie. And he says that real beauty is in every race. Now, if you missed this, he's speaking about um, uh, an apology that's overdue for some old resurface video where he's (laughs) accused of being a colorist. This is a clip from 2020 where he was on an Instagram Live with Saweetie. So they done dug this up sort of like they did my old tweets. And they told her, <laughs> he told her that he loved interracial relationships, that he actually had only fallen in love with mixed women. Mixed heritage girls have always been my favorite. This is what he said. I'm like, no, you definitely mixed with something. And they would get mad, but in the Bay, you can meet a girl before you can say her name, be like, what you mixed with? And she'd probably tell you that her mom is this, her daddy's that, and mixed mixed heritage Women have always been my
2: favorite. Like I don't think I've ever fallen in love with a woman that wasn't mixed. Really? And the debate did that to me. Really? Because I it's something you get,
0: I, I, and I I feel like that way about life too. Like like, biracial babies are. You could take you could take the two ugliest from separate, from different races, and they and make a baby, and that baby just be beautiful. It happens all the time. Asking, but it's true. Bruh. He was like, I know y'all didn't make that little pretty baby. And you can see the features in it, though. You're like, but y'all did. I see it. Now, Saweetie so caught a lot of backlash for that. Okay, even though she didn't make the comment, she's the one that took the whole hit. And it was because she laughed. Now, I know Sweetie. And I took her laughter as she was very uncomfortable and didn't know what to say. She is not somebody who goes in interviews just being very messy or mean-spirited. She's very controlled. You've seen her here on the show where she's very poised and very focused and very strategic. That was a very loaded statement that was said by Too Short. Now, I will say, and this is probably going to be painful for people to hear, I've heard that before. We've heard that. I'm not saying it's true. But we've heard that because when you tell somebody, oh, you're so cute, your parents must be ugly, that's disrespectful, period, no matter what race you are. <laughs> but but she spoke out about it to make sure that she wants people to understand that she believes that Black women are beautiful, period. Now, after many people were mad about Too Short, okay, uh, saying what he said, he's now saying that he's sorry. If anyone was offended and he told TMZ that it wasn't his intention of coming off favoring lighter skin black people over darker skin. He said, quote, real beauty is in every economic class in every race and you could go find the ugly exactly anywhere, too.
2: Man, look, I feel like we all say stupid stuff. Mm. But are you allowed to have a preference? That's just my question. He didn't say he favored lighter skin girls. We just assumed that. I'm, sh- I'm sure that's what he was talking about. But are you allowed to have a preference? I, if I've never been to the Bay, I would have no idea what he's talking about. But in the Bay, there's a lot of mixed race people. Jason, you're mixed race and you're from. I don't know if it's considered
0: the Bay. Is that considered the Bay? Northern Northern California Bay, it's all mixed. Same thing.
2: Now, are you allowed to have pride for being mixed or you're not allowed to do that? I'm okay, just really I asking the question. I, can,
0: I cannot tell you the celebrity I had this conversation with because it, it'll become, it'll be too big. But I will say this. Me and a celebrity who is mixed, who is a superstar, right? We had the conversation about um, some comments they had made around a mixed person's perspective on colorism. Because I oftentimes think that there is a missing element when it comes to identifying everybody who's hurt in this experience, right? Right. I'm often told I'm not black enough from black people. I'm also told that I'm black from white people. And so I'm in this weird space. I have also said very publicly that I I was very much years ago when I started the show, attracted to light-skinned Dominican guys. That was my thing, light-skinned Dominican guys. Um, And then the crazy part is when I went to DR, I met all shades of uh, Dominican. Dark, dark, Mm -hmm. golden eyes, light, dark, like in between. I just know that in my head, I've always dated like serious relationships, my boyfriends have been uh, medium to darker than a really light or bright, bright skin person. But I never looked at the skin and said, they have to be this color to be attractive. Mm -hmm. I have seen people who are this black, sexy, who are this black, sexy. And if you get too much lighter than this, I'm not interested because without the melanin, there's no attraction for me. And I'm very much in love with our culture and our community And I even crack jokes. And when I've cracked the inappropriate jokes in the past, because people have said, oh, he's a Mexican or he's Spanish or he's not black enough. He can't say those jokes. All the shit that I heard Too Short say, I've heard other people say who are black from the Bay. And whether it be inappropriate or not. And all the stuff that, to your point, damage of having a preference that we've said in the back. Like if you said, I like me a thick BBW black dark skin chick with dreads or this. That's your preference. Why can't you say that? Ooh. Now, real, really quickly, oh, and like I, I
2: said, to... what, I, what what he said was, was mm-hmm. definitely on the borderline of ignorance. But I have, I'm, I'm from Badlands, North Philly, right? It's a Puerto Rican neighborhood. I have friends that are all Puerto Rican that never dated Puerto Rican women. They Their preference is all black girls. So what I'm saying is, how does the preference work? Are you allowed to have one? Oh my I'm God. just asking questions here.
0: Well and so, I, want, okay. I want to hear wait 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 I want to hear what blue has to say, but let me just let me just make sure I, I clarify something. I'm not making what too short said permissible. What I'm saying is to your question of can you have a preference, preference? Yes, we have the right to our preferences. We also have a right in a country governed by free speech to say what our preferences are. Our preferences what we like intimately does not mean that it's better, greater, or superior over any mm-hmm. other group. And what I think I have an issue with is when this colorist conversation overshadows our abilities to have preference in our own lives and be able to say them without being labeled a colorist. Blue.
1: Whew. So much to unpack, guys. So, uh, first of all, from my vantage point, um, I am Afro Latina, right? So, I come from a family where my uncle is Jason's color. Um, my family members are me and Damage's color. And My mom's t- three shades darker than me. In my in the Latin community, we have the biggest problem with colorism than anywhere I've ever seen. The f- first thing about the the Bay and what's normalized normalized anti-Blackness is still anti-Blackness. So everybody and their mother could all be saying the wrong thing. And just because they're all saying it doesn't mean it's okay, right? So yes, you hear that all the time. doesn't make it any less anti-Black. Second thing is we can all have preferences, but there are different types of preferences. So the question itself needs to be kind of nuanced because there's preferences that are steeped in lack and there are preferences that are steeped in love. If you are loving someone and you're running towards love, your preference is fine. If you are running away from people who are black, then your preference now becomes problematic, right? So if I meet somebody who's in an interracial relationship and they like all women and they just happen to fall in love with a, black girl, with a white girl... Totally cool. But if I meet someone who says, I am the most drawn to what is not purely black, then your preference actually is a problem and is steeped in anti-blackness and is not comparable. So preferences have different intentions. And the intention behind the preference is what makes it problematic or not. Too shorts preference is problematic because he literally said, I only fall in love with women who are mixed. And we know that language. When you say mixed, you mean not just regular black, even though there's nothing regular about being black. So, yes, he's allowed to have a preference and he's also allowed to have a problematic preference. So his preference is fine. It's, it's still an- steeped in anti-blackness. And I will say this as well. I know a lot of mixed people. A lot of people that I grew up with are Afro-Latin, right? So in my community, we were all different things. I once dated a guy. And colorism isn't just about skin complexion, by the way. And he said, you're the only Black girl I've ever met with hair this long. And he would not let me cut my hair the entire time that we were dating because it was halfway down my back. And he was like, if you cut your hair, you're going to look like a regular Black girl. And nobody's going to know you're Cuban anymore. So let's be really, really honest. These preferences are often steeped in anti-blackness, and we need to be really, really honest about why we like what we like. You're allowed to like what you like, but stop lying about why you like what you like. If you're running away from blackness, it's a problem. So your yeah, homeboy who yeah, likes and- black girls, it's not yeah, the same but, thing.
0: But I, I also think there's a lot of... I think, that, I think there's also a lot of ignorant black people out there, though, that have taken this yeah. colorism thing that was created by... Uh, these white folks and just completely have destroyed our ability to be objective because I have a preference in a type of guy that I have a preference over, which I have the right to have does not automatically mean that it's steeped in anti-blackness because you could still be pro-black, loving on black and still dating black, blacker, the blackest but because we are in a oversensitized world right now, that we where we've allowed white people's problems to become shit that we own stake in and stock or whatever you want to say, I am saying that I I hear what you're saying about too short. That's different. I've never said I prefer mixed race over like I don't even go there. What only I'm fall in love is, with mixed race, yeah. When what I'm saying is, and and I can understand yes, your point on that. and I, I don't I don't disagree with that. What I will say is that. If if every to damage his point, everybody watching the show and listening has the right to have their preference. Okay, you know, I know some people that say I prefer big girls. Some people say I prefer real skinny, tall men because they have big penises, even though there's no study out that says that that's actually true. In fact, we've all had a tall, skinny guy with a small dick. The point is, is that whatever you prefer is your preference. That I will tell you, this is why I think people are surprised at my whole reaction to Dave Chappelle in this special. I think Dave Chappelle is necessary because we need to start tearing away at the fabric of an oversensitized world that we live in right now where you can't say anything without it looking crazy. And let me be very clear, that is not me attributing to what Too Short said because I think he went a lot too far. But Too Short also created a song that said, my favorite word is bitch where he called women bitches for years in the Bay. And it was an anthem that is still played around the world. I love that song. So, I, song. So, I mean, like, you can either you can either be mad at it or just blow his whistle because it doesn't sound like he's you know fully backtracking off everything.
2: My question is, do you feel like preference is built once you're younger? Because how I grew up, I prefer prefer darker-skinned women, right? Doesn't mean I haven't dated a light-skinned woman that I wouldn't date them, but I prefer that. I told you I'm from Badlands, North Philly, Puerto Rican neighborhood, but the guys there prefer only black girls. Like my cousin, Rican Bull, only dated black girls his whole life and he's Puerto Rican. You know, so is there something to how you grow up in the environment year round where maybe that can somewhat influence your preference
1: no you know why because here's the thing the world forget where you grew up the entire globe is anti-black we're all fed anti-blackness i'm fed anti-blackness there's anti-blackness in myself that i have to confront and that's one thing that sometimes disappoints me people think that just because we're calling a thing what it is that we're villainizing you i can admit that i have a bias without being a bad person just because your preference is steeped in something that's not completely pro-black doesn't mean i think you're a bad person it means that you might want to examine it and see if something else. So the whole world is built against anti-blackness and misogyny, right? The whole world. Women are taught to hate other women. Damage, you're not talking about this all the time. There are women out there who are who hate women more than men hate women, right? So we're all taught to be anti-black and we're all taught to be anti-women. When you are somebody who is having a preference, if your preference is going, again, going with the tide of anti-blackness and anti-women, then you're feeding into it. But if you somehow manage to find beauty in women or blackness, in spite of the entire globe being against those two groups, that's not the same thing. That's actually beautiful because you're a walking miracle. So a black man who loves black women or a a black man who's same gender loving, who loves other black men, you're going against the tide of hatred. So that cannot be compared to somebody who's running towards the tide of hatred. So you liking Black Women Damage is not the same thing as Too Short only falling in love with mixed girls. There's nuance But let me, to say, this. This, but let me
0: say this. Let's be very clear. Nobody would care if Damage said, I only want to date dark-skinned girls. Nobody would it's care. it's atypical.
1: Because it's atypical. No,
0: no, wait, no, no, no. Nobody would care because it's the opposite of what strikes a nerve with everybody. Like, yeah. again, but it's preference. He has the right... If he says, I want to... I want to date a midget that I could just grab by her collarbone and oh just pop her up on my lap like a like a doll. Like that's his preference. Okay, we sat here on this show years ago mm. with my other former co-host. We interviewed a small person. He went home and had sex with her. That's oh. what he wanted to do that day. He preferred to have sex with. Her. I'm sorry if I never told the audience, but it, it, yeah, it ain't no legend. That's what he told. Me. Look, here's the <laughs> oh deal. I don't to... <laughs> Look. <laughs> We are all, we are all, you know, but this goes back to me. Like I say, I prefer to date younger. I prefer to date younger. I'm 44 years old. I have a young mind. I have a very vibrant lifestyle. You saw my hip action. You know what I'm, how I'm throwing it. I love to date younger. Wait, wait, you can't conflate dating younger to being a pedophile. And that has been, that's been things they've said about me that literally has just annoyed me to the point to where like, it's just annoyed me. Right. But if I want to date 25, 24, 26, 27, 23, it's legal. It's younger. It's half my age. You could say it's weird, but they doing it, but that's my preference. And you could judge me on my preference, but you can't label me a pedophile because there's a law that says what that means. Just like when it comes to what you said, uh, Blue, and then packing what Too Short said, there's a difference where you say, I don't want to date no black per- uh, nobody Black or nobody... You know what I mean? Um, that's, uh, you know, if you're going on... I hate only of- fall in uh,
1: love, arc. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, like yeah what
1: you said,
2: it, it, but... I only fall in love with mixed. With mixed I can see girls, that being the that's, problem.
1: That's anti-blackness, y'all. That's straight up, like blatant. Yeah. And, in, and, in and blue.
0: What I would love about what you said was like being very aware of what anti-blackness is, because sometimes you know where I am from, it is very mixy up there. You have a lot of mixed babies. You have the black and Asian, black and Mexican. Mm-hmm. You do have a lot of mixed breed people, and so that culture. To damage this question earlier, you know that environment. May 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 create a different conversation that way may that may not exist in Haiti or may exist not exist in um, you know Philly where you're from. Now I will tell you too is that you know the Dominican and Spanish community, like you said, has a huge disparity when it comes to colors of that nobody's even talking about. And then when you bring up Afro Latina. Anytime a Spanish person gets in trouble, they say, Hold on, I'm Afro Latina. No, wait a minute. I know black. I know black. I know black. I know I black.
1: Know, yeah. I know black. I know black. <laughs> I, know know black. I know
0: black. No, no, you just got here. We're not doing that. <laughs> I mean, another person who's under fire, another rapper is 50 Cent. He's attacking another rapper, Little Kim. Now, Little Kim is saying that he's obsessed, and people online are just saying it's getting a little creepy because 50 Cent is trolling literally. Trolling little Kim. Now, we all know little Kim just recently came to my birthday party and performed. It was a great performance. It was iconic. Mm -hmm. She's an icon. And I'm getting dragged for filth by reporting on this, but 50 Cent did it. And we can't be selective when we want to share stuff. So we shared this clip that 50 put on TikTok on this account, also underscore entertainment. And it opens up with Kim doing a dance. We all know she's iconic for her dances. And then it has another part of the video. Just take a look.
2: Yo, social media is undefeated, bro. Like, who got the time? And who thinking of stuff like this? Like,
0: what? <laughs> they threw the leprechaun in there. <laughs> what is wrong with people, bro? Like, why you got him backing up just like how she was just?
2: Ooh.
0: Now, look, I, I've said this before. little Kim is the blueprint and she's a legend. And I'm not Absolutely. going to have little Kim here doing my birthday party, and then get on here and make it funny. Although the the it was a lot, it was a lot to watch. Now the post has been deleted because Kim basically went after him and she posted something about it after we posted. It. And this is what she said. She said, you're so obsessed with me. This is getting creepy, you know? And she went off to say that he has fallen off and that we all know why. And she went all the way in, and then he deleted it. Fans were not happy with the fact that he took, uh, you know, he took light of this and wanted to wake it up on her with this. And she also had issued a response to Fifty back in July when he trolled her 2021 BET Awards, comparing her to looking like an owl. Uh, this is just a lot to unpack. I mean, to Little Kim fans everywhere, I still love Kim. Kim is an amazing artist. Her people reached out to me, and we talked about the post today too. And 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 they were clear they wanted to make sure that we uh, made a point to note that uh, 50 had taken his post down after she posted that, which she did. And we did. So what do you guys make of it? Is, the, is it just is it is it OK? Is it not OK? What? I'm going to be honest. It was hilarious. <laughs> However, if she
2: can't in, le- look at it and laugh and enjoy it, then I'm not going to. See, that's the thing. Because people get made memes about and videos about all the time. Jason, you know, we see him, we post him. If you're not laughing along with it, then I don't want to laugh along with it. If you're taking offense to it, then it's like, okay, cool. And clearly um, the repost from 50 struck a different kind of nerve and brought up a past that I wasn't fully aware of. So it was funny though. But if you're not laughing with it, if you're not enjoying it, if it's making you feel some type of way, then I don't want to laugh with it. Because I'm not about the bully culture. Now, if somebody made videos about me, I might laugh about it. I'm like, yo, this, this is clever. But yeah, if it laugh. makes me feel some type of way, then it's like, nah, like, it's not cool. I'm not sitting here trying to egg on and add to whatever stress she got from that. Because with 50 reposting it, it, it made it something different. It was a different narrative. So I don't support that.
1: And we also have to remember the the era that Kim comes from. The 90s were very unkind to Black women. And a lot of women in the 90s, Jason, you're cool with Queen Latifah. You know all these legendary women who are the blueprint for what we're seeing now. They were dragged mercilessly for looking the way they looked. And a lot of them got a bit of body dysmorphia and became very self-conscious based on like the public vitriol. So Kim as a human being, forget her being a superstar, as a woman who's clearly had some kind of conversation with herself about her appearance and has made changes to feel better about her appearance. If you already know this is something that she has any kind of pain or sensitivity about, when it comes to comedy, there's only one rule. If you're punching up, it's brilliant. If you're punching down, it's bullying. And I think hitting her where it hurts is punching down. And that's what makes it bullying for me. She's not the kind of person that you should be making this kind of joke about. So it might've been funny, but somebody who was better equipped probably would have taken it and just laughed with it, but not Kim. Kim's been dragged for her looks for so long. It was a lazy joke.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And look, here's the deal. It was a funny video, but if we can laugh at ourselves, but when the person is offended and feels like you're trolling them, and on top of that, let's be very clear... 50 Cent is a troll. By the way, 50 Cent has been allowed to do so much negativity online and not been held accountable. At this point, I think it's almost like your man beats you so much that you just accept that you're in an abusive relationship. 50 Cent can say and do anything with no accountability, which is not fair to other people who are held accountable. I will say that, um, you know, Kim is very sensitive about how people talk about how she looks or dances or performs i wish she gave less fucks because at the end of the day she is an icon that i hold to such high regard and she d- is so legendary but underneath all that she's still a human being you know and mm-hmm. i because i have a personal relationship with it with her don't like to see her hurt um and i haven't talked to her about it directly um only through her people because we don't talk about the work that i do uh through her to her because we do have a relationship but 50's had so many beefs, it's just so crazy. He's had the beef with Floyd. He's had the beef with her. He's had, I mean, it's almost like anybody that he either wants to be or is jealous of or just doesn't like having shine for whatever reason that he wants to pick at them. And um, But I will say I looked at the BMF the other day, and it's a brilliant show. He continues to be blessed. I mean, is his mm-hmm. karma just not finding the right address or what? Well,
2: maybe, maybe it's a balance of putting people in the right position. You know, like I do credit 50 with making those shows happen, but it's also the writers, the actors, it's the people that he's putting on. And maybe that's the balance in his karma, why he doesn't get canceled, because he's putting excellent black actors and screenwriters and cast on television. Maybe that's what it is, because honestly, so 50 the balance, does get away with anything.
1: I will say this. I know a lot of women in particular who've met 50, and what they all say to me is he was the most lovely charming, kindest man in person. It blows my mind. Every woman I know who's my 50 cent says this. Even Chelsea Handler says that he is her favorite ex-boyfriend. She's like, he was just lovely. So I think there's this weird thing that happens where he's so lovely and charming behind the scenes that people become endeared to him. And then when he goes into the public and does his bully shit, they almost feel like, oh, that's just my friend putting on an act. And so I think that's what's been able to shield him in addition to him having great programming is he's so kind of people behind the scenes that when he acts up, they're able to like disassociate it as just a character, not the real Curtis.
0: I had dinner with with 50 once and I I told him it was really hard to sit with him and interact with him and really like him, but then see the stuff he does online and try to understand the two people. Exactly. Because it really is two different people. So I I do believe that. Listen, let me tell you something else. Um, I talked to uh, Angela yesterday, uh, Black China. Now, listen, China was recently in the airport, and there was a video that surfaced about her. Now, look, y'all be thinking she from Calabasas with them other folks. She's from D.C., and she let the whole airport know where she's from now. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you what she told me, but if you miss this video, just, just take a look. Oh
2: my god. I'm not gonna stop And I'm gonna
0: allow her to go this.
2: No, perhaps from
0: DC, from
1: fucking DC to LA. That's like living in the stuff. She can find yeah. Oh my God.
0: Look, no cap in DC is all I heard. Well, look, I talked to China. Now, China's thing is this, and there's a couple of things I know people online were saying she's on cocaine and alcohol. China's been around me a couple of times where I've actually offered her and tried to push alcohol on her because I like to make sure everybody feels loose or have a good time around me. She would not drink, she stopped drinking some time ago, and she's been very, very clean when I talked to her every time my birthday party, even on the phone yesterday, very clean, very different energy. Like she, it seems like she's working through her, her stuff, but either way um, this is when she was, I guess, in the airport heading somewhere on Sunday night and people were trying to get all up in her face. um, And a lady holding the baby wanted to take a photo with her and she just wasn't having it. And so I talked to her yesterday and she said, look, the coronavirus is still real. You know, I travel with my people, I wear my mask or don't wear my mask, but I'm around the people that I'm around all the time. And I socially distance and I just, I'm, I cool, I'm cool with fans and people never get when I do take the photos of people with the mask on, but when people approach me and I don't want to take one without the mask, it becomes this big thing. And she said, she just lost it. And I don't know, I kind of understand where she's coming from because when I was in Miami, somebody wanted to uh, take a picture with me and I had my mask off for the picture and then he took his mask off mid picture and tried to kiss me on the cheek. And I almost oh. lost it right there over hookah and some plantains. So, do you understand where she's coming from? No. Um, I like Black
2: China, though. I think she's super successful. I, I, I don't. I, I think she's dope, though. Um, she's clearly Damn. drunk, Jason. She's been drinking something. <laughs> and here's the thing you got two six foot seven security guards next to you. If you don't want nobody near you, that's what they're there for. You screaming at the airport? Come on. <laughs> like, come on. I fuck with it, though. Go crazy. Look, if you're going to go crazy, go crazy. Go you in. Never, and that's what no, she did. You,
0: you never know when you're going to have to go off, though. Like, Listen, if I was sitting at church and the good pastor got out there talking about, y'all keep getting all these blessings and y'all don't put enough money in the thing, I'd be like, yeah, motherfucker, because we ain't trying to fill up that diesel ass car you got outside. What the hell? God didn't bless you. God didn't tell you you need to be blessed with no no extended Rolls Royce. What the hell? With the stars. My pastor rolling up the church. Yeah, I might cuss you out in the church. I'm still working on me, a more cappuccino, but sometimes you do have to let people know how you feel. I don't think it's safe to assume that she's unbelievable. <laughs> or, or, or drink it. You do remember I was in Mexico. We I don't, I don't know if she was on drugs.
2: I ain't say that. I ain't say
0: that. But, you think but she was we, Listen, she looked fierce. That hair was laid, them glasses. She had a little bodysuit on. Like She was feeling She DC always looked good. DC cuz. She went crazy, bro.
1: She went crazy. I will, I will crazy. say this. First of all, Damage chose violence this morning. He said, cool story, bro, but no. Um. Here's the thing. If I had not lived in DC for 12 years, I might mean, have thought she was drunk, too. But DC... Is a different kind of energy in the area, as we call it. I've seen people like yeah. that completely sober at two o'clock in the afternoon pop off at the chicken stop while they're getting chicken wings and mumble sauce. Like do you chicken was ready,
0: <laughs> sauce was. They the only gave me one sauce. Like I'm listen. I have cussed people out. Okay, look, I'm gonna tell the story, and I don't want to get in trouble. Damaged blue, real story. The other night at Cardi's party, there were thousands of people trying to get in, and they wouldn't let my people in. I invited Little Nas's ex boyfriend there and his friends. And they got there and they wouldn't let him in. I cussed everybody out. Oh. <laughs> everybody. Oh, so I'm just saying, you just never know. If you would have filmed me, you would have been like, yeah, no. he, he on that he owned that I, Mexico I, stuff. You I know? hear you. I hear you.
2: Jason, I'm not above cursing people to fuck out. You know in the time okay. um, I curse people to fuck out the most? When I'm drunk. <laughs> That's the okay, best get- time to do it. I give up. Damage chose Look, violence today, y'all. somebody tried to approach her. She wasn't with it. She had to let them know. You got to represent. I ain't mad at it. I just know this. You got two big security guards here for a reason. Had to move them out the way. But guess what? If you want to tell them a little something, I'm with it. I'm with the bullshit. So go ahead. I'm not <laughs> saying yeah, nothing wrong with it.
0: Damage. Damage. I will cuss you out at communion. I don't need oh, no damn. to cuss you out, okay? You will be cussed the- out. Now I'm not trying to cuss on the show because monetization gets low when we do it. Look, let me tell you something really quick <laughs> before we get out of here. Before we get out of here, recently they called me to host the Wendy Williams show. They asked me to co-host or to guest host on October 18th. It was said everything was going to go, and then uh, in trying to work it all out, I even got Tiffany Haddish to agree to be my be my guest. I had some some surprises. I had some great ideas, very very big ideas because it's a big moment and. Ultimately, they said they didn't think I was I was ready. But let me say this. And the reason why I'm mm-hmm. sharing this is because I've done a great job of building my audience. More importantly, I went on The Breakfast Club and I said that you have to be understanding in your journey of following your dreams that what is meant for you will happen when it is your turn this just means it is not my turn yet but i want to say to the audience i appreciate all the tweets the posts on instagram the tagging the twitters everything that you're doing to say let jason host let jason host let jason host and i offered to do it for wendy and the show because she's an icon and it's my favorite show and more importantly we all know all of us know watching the show. And all of us know doing the show that the reason why we've been building this is for that one day that I will have my own chair. And so while I may not be filling in for Wendy and her chair, I am happy with the chair that I have, the chair that I built and the chair that is coming for me. And I will use this show as an example when I get that nationally syndicated show of my own to show that with hard work, consistency, being dedicated and being relentless, you can still get everything you Desire now to the windy show. I love you guys over there. You guys are the best. I'll be watching on October 18th, the 19th, the 20th, and every other day because I love the show. It's my favorite show, it's still my favorite show, and I'm always here to help you when you need me. But anyhow, that is all I have for you today because I'm about to go. Ooh. Uh, Damage Blue has been real, and um, yeah. next time you see me at the party, you know what I mean? What they say, the, <laughs> the one. This is just wave, wave me that. What
1: I go on, Jason? What I go on.
0: Yeah. All right. Cool. But yo, we out of here. Peace. Peace. All right. Look, that was a great show and make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on.
1: And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back.
0: And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.